Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Prospects After Dark. It is Thursday. We're back to a lovely Thursday edition of Prospects After Dark. It is, I'm going to try to do it without looking at the calendar. It is the 20th. I didn't do it. I'm terrible. Uh, the 20th of September, 2018. Uh, again, you are watching Prospects After Dark. You guys know how this works. Uh, bring your appropriate questions. Bring your inappropriate questions. Bring your baseball-related topics. Bring your cheese-related topics. Uh, bring your blog-related uh, questions. Uh, let's talk about anything that you want. It's your show. And uh, I'm just here to be the custodian. I'm a master of the custodial arts of show running. Uh, do the first cheer to Stu's health. Brian Schul says Eric Hosmer. Holy cow, what's going on? Hello, Trey. How are you? Hello to everyone. All right. I do. I want to start off the show with a couple, a couple big cheers. The first one goes to everyone. By the way, what we're drinking tonight is we are drinking, uh, uh, what's up, Fish? Tonight we are drinking that Jefferson Rye. Or that Jefferson bourbon, very small batch blend of bourbon whiskey. Uh, uh, what's up, Kiefer? So, my first cheers goes to the lovely and talented Kiefer Dean Roach. Uh, he's one of our regulars. He made his way down to Ballpark Village on Friday, and I was fortunate enough to meet the gentleman. Uh, he also bought a Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Uh, he looks great in it with his hair down, enough hair for the two of us. Uh, my first cheers absolutely goes to Kiefer Dean Roach. You, sir, are an American treasure. It was a pleasure to meet you and your friend. I hope you had a great weekend of baseball, even losing, you know, a couple games there. Uh, Sam Smitty, what's up, brother? Uh, so that's our first cheers. Our second cheers, real quick, real fast, right off the bat, goes to everyone that has bought a Prospect After Dark t-shirt. It's been a blast to have people sending me pictures of them in their Prospect After Dark t-shirt and doing weird things. So... To, uh, to everyone who bought a Prospect After Dark t-shirt in class, like our boy uh, uh, Wildcats24, uh, you guys, to you, you're incredible. Uh, keep sending those pictures as you get them. Uh, Jeff Niehaus, everyone. Uh, to whoever it was today that took a picture of it uh, in Amsterdam, I don't remember who you are. You did a great job. To all of you, you're all incredible. Like Ryan Schul says, it is a movement. So... What are we talking about tonight? Are we going to talk about this upcoming series, a uh, big series for the Cardinals? Uh, Fish said I wore my pad shirt all day in Atlanta on Monday. Yeah, uh, our boy Ryan Fish, uh, Fisher, who made this amazing and beautiful home plate for me, uh, he was in Atlanta for, I think, Monday, maybe Tuesday, wearing the pad shirt, representing. Thank you so much. Uh, Blake Reichert says his came in. I'll post a picture. I love it. Uh, people aren't good at appreciating Jack Flaherty. Uh, Kyle, let's talk about your face <laughs> from Jam Gersh. Uh, we did make Yaseel Puig, uh, Yaseel Paul look good. I'll tell you what, those I was at that game on Saturday, and Yaseel Puig hit two of the hardest hit home runs I've ever seen in my life. Maybe not two of the furthest, but two of the hardest hit home runs I've ever seen in person in my life. Getting back to Graham's point about Jack Flaherty, I think we all appreciate Jack Flaherty a great deal. Uh, I just think that with a lot of the pitcher shuffling uh, and I think that there's built-in apprehension that comes with a player like Jack Flaherty because of what we went through with Michael Waka, what we've gone through with a pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. You know, you, you see the promise, you see the excitement, and then just like, you know, with Alex Reyes too, uh, you see the pitcher, you see the excitement, you see the nastiness, and you wish for the best. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. And I, I think it's more 
I don't think that we don't appreciate Jack Flaherty or that we don't appreciate him enough. I just think that there is a serious amount of apprehension that comes with getting super excited about a pitching prospect. Is it too early to request your shirt off from Matt Knowles? It's too. It's never too early to request it, brother. Uh, but you know we gotta wait. Uh, yeah, you know we gotta wait until like the last forty minutes of the show. Uh, let's see. We had Luke Voigt, though from Kiefer Dean Roach. Yeah, how great has he been? Miles is nine and zero on the road. I say we start him if it's in Milwaukee. If at home, Jack, I'm cool with that. Let's see how the last the last week of the season goes. There's a lot of shit that's going to change in between now and then. I'm not ready to commit to anything just yet. Uh, you know what? If you guys want my shirt to come off, my shirt will come off. I'm a man of the people. I would only do it if you say so. Uh, Matt Knowles wants it. Uh, I'll tease you a little bit. I'll, I might show a nipple here. Uh, I might show a body part here and there. But anyways, yes, uh, that's what we're looking at. You're the worst follow on this live feed. Oh, that's not fair. Last week of the season is terrifying. I'm with Miss Tara Wellman on that. Uh, you know, one of the worst things that I think could have happened to Cardinal fandom is that the Cardinals had a game and a half lead on Colorado. I don't feel comfortable with that, but it seems like a lot of people feel really comfortable with that. I'm glad that the Dodgers went in and did business against Colorado, uh, but it's nothing that I feel particularly super comfortable with. Uh, a lot's going to change. A lot's going to happen. Uh, do you think we will ever see a player make another jump like Hicks from Forever Cards? I think you're going to see the Cardinals and a lot of teams in Major League Baseball start to get a lot more aggressive with some of these flame-throwing starters. I don't know if it'll be, you know, low A or Palm Beach. Well, you know, I, I could see a Palm Beach level to St. Louis. Yeah, I could see that becoming a little more frequent while the Cardinals do it. You know, they don't really have a prospect who can heat it at that level right now. So maybe not for a little bit, but I could see it becoming more frequent. You think Gallegos could close? It's not something that I would do. Not yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you think we will ever see a player make a jump like Hicks? Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine, Gifts. Uh, the glass is half full from Eric Thomas. Uh, not for very long, Eric. You know that this thing hits a wall. Is Genesis Cabrera going to be good from uh, uh, Con No Connor? Uh, I believe that Genesis or Genesis Cabrera is going to be a stud. You know, he's 21, 22 years old. He hasn't spent a lot of time at AA. Made an appearance in the AAA playoffs. Uh... He's good. His stuff is good. Uh, but remember, with any player that's 2021, 20, there's going to be uh, a, <laughs> hey, big head, hello, how are you? There's going to be a learning process there. We're going to see with Genesis Cabrera when he eventually gets called up, and I think that there's a chance that we end up seeing him before the end of the year. We're going to see a pitcher that has a very good mix of a changeup, a fastball, and a curveball, somewhat of a slider. Uh, and we're going to be really impressed with that, and we're going to expect the world from him because he's going to impress us, and he might not be physically or mentally mature for that. Uh, who hurt you from Eric Thomas? Everyone. Uh, I, I would say that I was probably dropped on my head at a very young age, and that was probably pain, and then it's all been uh, downhill since then. Uh, what do you think Gallegos' role will be this season? I think that the Cardinals will be very reluctant to go to him uh, at first. And again, we're talking about uh, nine games, right? Nine games, ten games? Where are we at? Nine games? We're talking about the last nine games of the season. Uh, in those nine games, I don't think that they'll go to him readily. I think that Mr. Schilt will stick with... The players, the pitchers, Brevia, Mayers, uh, Leon, Hicks, Hudson, uh, Norris. I think he's going to stick with those players, especially if Norris is healthy. Thoughts on Carp? Must turn it around in the last two weeks. Uh, we're, it's less than two weeks at this point, right? Uh, you know, it's funny. If you look at his season, it's... Man, I don't remember. 
It's like the first 23 games are terrible, and it's looking like his last 23 games are terrible, or something like that. It's not 23, it's 32. Like, bad 32, bad 32, and then a good 100 in there, or whatever it was. I was looking at it the other day. I don't remember exactly what the parameters were, uh, but it was something like that. It was, man, it was, maybe it was, I don't remember. Uh, of the borderline guys who make the 25-man, if uh, if they make the playoffs. I don't even know where we're at right now. Which, le which left-handed pitcher will make the postseason roster? You know, I know a lot of people think that Tyler Webb is trash, but I think right now he's the first lefty out of the bullpen, so Tyler Webb makes it. Uh, I think that uh, what I would do is I'd bring Chase and Shreve, and, man, Brett Cecil was making gains and then hit a wall. We need to create a Players Weekend jersey for Kyle Pad 69 I'm in. Let's do it. I need a list of current pad mottos from Blake Reichert. Man, we went through like the first hundred on the show, and then I've been trying to catalog him since we go, but that'd be a great thing to keep track of. Uh, we could use another lefty out of the bullpen. Surprise, Austin Warner didn't get a call. Uh, from our boy Troy Poole, who I absolutely love. Troy's a great man. It wasn't Austin Warner that surprised me. Uh, who surprised me that didn't get the call was uh, 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 Tommy Lane. I thought Tommy Lane could come in and make an impact right away. Uh, and I would also go with Genesis Cabrera before Austin Warner. Now, I'm not surprised Austin Warner did uh, because his stuff isn't as dynamite as maybe some other pitchers. He has a command control. Uh, he has the stats to back it all up. But when you're going to go into the last couple games of the season, you want guys who are going to be able to do some pretty special things, not just great things, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, to K Sodak STL said, hey, baby. Hey, K Sodak, how are you? Uh, why not use Ponce as part of the bridge? I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Would you rather have Wisdom or Mejia? I, I would rather have Patrick Wisdom. I like the role that uh, um, Jairo Munoz plays instead of having Alex Mejia all the way around. Somebody said Glaber Torres. Yeah, he's incredible. I know right now in New York there's a Glaber Torres v. Uh, uh, Andujar for Rookie of the Year debate going on. No one really seems to be able to place where uh, how that's all going to shake out. I'm anxious to find out myself. Uh, oh, Jay Ferguson 50. Hey, Jay Ferg 50. What's up, brother? I'm going to give you the middle finger because I think that that's your thing, right? Am I wrong? Uh, hello, Tara. From Oh, hey, Victoria Dryden. Hey, Victoria. Thanks for joining us. I know you're going to be running a few minutes late. Does Wisdom walk it off this season? That'd be a really awesome moment. Uh, they better cut Cecil loose from Travis Janik. I think a lot of people are on that boat. Do you think Gomber will be better in the bullpen a second time around uh, for the uh, the playoff roster, I do not. I think I think Austin Gomber is one of your four starters for that first round. Fam for MVP. Yeah, how awesome has it been to see that Tommy Fam is doing great for Tampa Bay? You got to be happy about that. Uh, from Jeremy Keller, uh, yo homie, what's up, Jeremy? How are you, my friend? Does Mejia have to be added to the forty man this off season? You know, I think Alex Mejia is actually minor league uh, free agent eligible. So yeah. Uh, uh, he would need to be added to the 40 to be protected, but that because he's minor league free agent eligible, any team is going to have a chance to sign him to a minor league contract. Realistically, what are the odds that they cut Cecil in the offseason? Uh, zero, I think. Is this Wainwright guy legit? Uh, you know, he's only been in the league for th two starts now. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, as Kiefer Dean Roach says, Alex Mejia isn't good, though. Alex Mejia has been a great organizational depth piece who had a big home run in Washington, D.C. last year. To, to win the game for the St. Louis Cardinals and got every little bit of value out of him as you possibly could. Uh, I'm not going to say he's, he's not good. He's good for the role that he's been in. He's good for a third-round pick, uh, our fifth-round pick, third-round, fifth-round, somebody get up on that. Um, he's just not 
outstanding, and he's not the kind of guy that you would waste the 40-man roster on, spot on when 40-man roster spots are like gold. Does Edmund hit better from the left side or right? Edmund hits for more power on the left side, more contact on the right. You see on, his, on the left-hand side, he opens up a little bit. He has a more powerful stance, and on the right side, he's a little more hunched over and a little bit more about contact. But he's the most developed on both sides of the plate of any of the switch hitters in the organization. And, uh, man, you guys are going to love Tommy Edmund. Is Wisdom a free agent after this season? Patrick Wisdom is not a free agent after this season unless they take him off of the 40-man. Does Garcia make a playoff roster? Yeah, I, you guys can almost count on Greg Garcia making a playoff roster. It's that left-handed bat option. and Maybe Matt Adams canceled that out, but we'll see. Uh, uh, thoughts on constant curtain calls in St. Louis? Thought the Wisdom one this weekend was premature. I don't know. So... I think, look, I think that the curtain calls for opposing teams are a little ridiculous. I think a lot of times curtain calls are uncalled for, yeah. I think it's a cool thing for players. If it gets the team jazzed up, it's awesome. The Patrick Wisdom one is a completely different beast. You're talking about a career minor leaguer that fans have been clamoring for. He's a good guy. He's a team leader. I love that it happened with Patrick Wisdom. And you know what? They were down 3 nothing, and that granny put him up. Uh, and... It was a magical moment, and it was just as much, in my opinion, for Patrick Wisdom as it was for the moment. That I get, but yeah, I do think that oftentimes they're a little little too much. Uh, I saw someone tweet today that Randall Gritchick is better than O'Neal. That's laughable, right? Well, right now, Randall Gritchick is better than Tyler O'Neal. He's more developed than Tyler O'Neal. He's had more bats. He's a veteran, whereas Tyler O'Neal is a rookie being used sparingly. In the long run, I firmly believe Tyler O'Neill will have a, a higher war and be a better player uh, than uh, uh, Mr. Grichik will be. But, as Benji Molina said on Friday night uh, at that thing at Patios for Two Birds on a Bat, until they do it, the answer will always be the player that's playing. So the other thing I need to do is he enters our office. Uh, I was fortunate enough for the first time to meet... Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, uh, the godfather and uh, uh, the, the queen of Prospects After Dark on Friday. I, I, I was sitting there talking to the lovely and talented Kiefer Dean Roach, and they walked into patios, and it was easily the happiest moment of my weekend. Uh, they're, they're incredible people. Uh, the, the Hicks parents are incredible people. It was incredible to meet them. Uh, Mr. Hicks looked awesome in his Prospects After Dark purple shirt on Monday morning. Uh, I can't tell you how much I, I absolutely love the Hicks family. Uh, they're incredible. And uh, hopefully the next time in their St. Louis we can get together for a meal or something. But anyways, I, I just want to, again, as he enters, we cheer to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, Mr. Jason Hex. Why do the bots think mocking is sexy? Because it is, bro. Uh, it's the most sincerest form of flattery. Wearing my pad shirt on T-O-R tonight. Yeah, team of rivals. So... Check out the Team of Rivals podcast. Uh, the lovely and talented uh, Carry On Cards is a part of that. Uh, you need to follow her on Twitter. She's great. She runs the Birds on the Black Facebook page. Um, check that out. I saw you meet them too. Pure joy from Keeper Dean, Dean Roach. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, like, then uh, Jim, uh, Jim from Two Birds on a Bat was trying to get us up there on stage to do the thing. And I, I wanted to introduce you and get involved and have my little Prospects After Dark family, like, cohabitate and uh, uh, mingle and it just it didn't work out the way I wanted it uh, but it was awesome and that was really cool and it was a great moment. Uh, Ty Kaysen asks any news on Terry Fuller? No news. Uh, he ended the season healthy. It looks like he's going to be ready to start next year probably at Johnson City 
And uh, hopefully we have a big year out of Terry Fuller next year. I saw some, uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, so again, uh, Terry Fuller missed most of this year uh, in the short season level because of a shoulder issue. Now the shoulder's healthy, so hopefully he's ready to go. A BR article has the Cardinal signing Andrew Miller. BR, baseball reference? Cool, I hope it happens. Uh, I hope they don't overpay for him, and I wouldn't do it, but hey, you can never have enough pitching. How did Gorman end the year? I didn't check. It was tough. Uh, it happened, look, what you would expect to happen with any 18-year-old who strikes out a lot that ends a season at a full season affiliate, it wasn't pretty. Uh, teams adjusted to him. They started shifting on him. That really hurt his batting average. Really hurt his, his on-base percentage, too. And he started striking out a lot. You know, he had a couple big hits in the Midwest League Championship game. That was awesome. That was great. Uh, but it was, it was kind of a struggle there. What level will Gorman start at next year? I believe that decision will be made in spring training, but if I had to put money on it, I would say Peoria to start the year, uh, and he'll get moved quickly like uh, 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 Dylan Carlson did if he does well. In case you didn't know, Bleacher Report. Oh, uh, BR is Bleacher Report. Yeah, well, you know, look, I know Bleacher Report puts out some good articles, but remember, just like with some other <laughs> just like with some other we websites, uh, it's about clicks sometimes, content. Bob Nightingale is a great Cubs beat reporter from Iowa Neck. Oh, boy, man. Bob Nightingale can make a complete ass out of himself sometimes, can he? Uh, you know, the thing about having a platform to say whatever you want anytime you want is you can make an ass out of yourself. And you can make yourself look bad. And sometimes that happens with Bob Nightingale. Nob Bitingale. This is a subliminal message bleacher report from Jeff Niehaus. Hey, Jeff. What's up, man? Uh, do we still want Manny Machado with that awful-ass haircut? Kidding, of course, from Be Real 5. What's up? What's up, Be Real? Uh, yeah, of course we do. I would make him shave his head, though. Uh, this is a subliminal. Oh, hey, wow, we've got, we've got a bunch of bots in here already. Uh, who of the guys going to Arizona will get a shot next year? So, my guess is at some point next year you'll see Lane Thomas. I think there's a chance at some point next year you see Andy Young. Lane Thomas, of course, is the outfielder. Andy Young is a second baseman that can play third. I think you'll see Connor Green if he stays in the organization. Uh, I think you might see Connor Jones, both pitchers. Uh, I think they might have a chance. Andrew Morales, anything could happen there. He ended the year hurt, so we'll see if he even goes to uh, uh, the Arizona Fall League. I don't know exactly what the injury is, so we're going to have to wait and see there. Jeremy Martinez, I would say, is probably a no chance. And Tommy Edmund will. So I would say of the eight guys that are going right now, Andrew Morales and Jeremy Martinez are the two guys that I don't think will. Uh, what the fuck are you going to do with Waka? You'll have to wait till next year to find out. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess we're talking <laughs> about Machado's hair. Yeah, Machado's got this weird thing. It's like shaved and then to the side, and he kind of looks like uh, a model from the movie, uh, uh, oh my god, I can't think of what it is, with Ben, uh, 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 oh god, Zoolander, Zoolander, yeah, Drake Mann says Connor Green in the bullpen next year, Connor Green really needs to work on his command, if he gets his command in line, then Connor Green could very well be a bullpen option, but right now his command is atrocious, and you would not want that pitching out of a bullpen, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do we do with uh, Capacito next year, I would imagine that Capacito's role, uh, Jose Martinez's role is almost exactly like his role this year. You know, I, I people keep asking me about big upgrades, and, you know, I don't know if the Cardinals need big upgrades. I, if you can't get Manny Machado, and I don't know what the Cardinals' interest are if they'll go after Manny Machado, then, and maybe Josh Donaldson cheap if he wants, like, a one-year deal. 
but I don't make any kind of crazy moves. I let this roster that you have kind of prove itself. Uh, Seth Elledge or Connor Green, higher, higher seeing, ceiling. Seth Elledge is closer to his ceiling. He's closer to being able to help the major leagues right now. But Connor Green, look, his curveball is nasty. His fastball is nasty. Uh, Connor Green has a way higher ceiling, but with a lower chance of getting there. I'd take Jerko over Donaldson. Yeah, this year's version of Jerko over Josh Donaldson. But if Josh Donaldson gets healthy and you're talking about uh, what he used to look like, then you can't pass on that. Uh, Blues Records says the Cardinals need a bullpen uh, that is of the not bad variety. The way that I look at the Cardinals bullpen is I think it has a lot of really nice pieces for next year. We were talking about it in the, uh, the Prospect After Dark uh, a group chat uh, with the, the Fantasy League. I think if you go into next year with Jordan Hicks a, as your anchor in the bullpen, and then Dakota Hudson, and then Daniel Ponce de Leon with a shirt-up uh, rotation, I think that that's a good start. I like Luke Weaver there, and I know he struggled out of the bullpen, but it's time to transition him there and see what happens. Uh, I think the Cardinals have a basis for a really strong bullpen next year, and yeah, if you can strengthen it, you strengthen it. Uh, David Freeze needs to come back next year. I don't care about David Freeze at all. I don't know why. I mean, I love him, and I love the moments, and I, I love the career that he had, and all the uh, 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 all the help that he provided the Cardinals for his years here. But it doesn't do them any good. It's kind of a redundancy. If the Cardinals make it to the NLDS, do you think Ross will start or pitch long relief? Uh, pitch long relief. You sound awesome over the car stereo. Hey, what's up, Ferguson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I sound like an asshole. Uh, let Hicks start again. I think that that's probably out of the question. Uh, uh, I like Ross as the long man, Cardsbird says. I like Ross in next year's bullpen. Do you think Hudson stays in pen for good? I think what will happen is a lot of guys will go into spring training next year fighting, maybe even 10 guys fighting for two or three rotation spots, and anything could happen at that point. Uh, when do you, uh, when do the SP innings come from next year? Big concern of the young arms. Yeah, but a lot of these young arms have pushed their innings limit, so they'll be pushing their innings limit next year. I think we'll be fine. Look, there's going to be a lot of starting pitchers innings. There's going to be a lot of a lot of competition in spring training, and uh, we're going to see some stuff. But other than, in my opinion, other than Carlos Martinez, Miles Michaelis, and Jack Flaherty, there's no telling what the bullpen, what the starting rotation is going to look like. Michael Waka would have an uh, upper hand in beginning a rotation spot, but we'll see. Do they give the reins to Hicks for the ninth next year? I would think so. I would think that Jordan Hicks would go into next year as the favorite, unless they sign somebody, to be the closer, and he should be, and it's going to be fun. After hearing your voice in the flesh, you've got a great voice. Mm, that's right, Kiefer Dean Roach. I'll uh, say anything that you possibly want me to. Just put it on the screen. All the talk of long man is revving my engine from Saluki's fan, too. That's right, baby. Uh, we get you hot. Sign Patrick Corbin, somebody says. You guys know I like that. We're going to get you a... Uh, uh, a Condenser mic so the pad folks can hear the, the bass. It's all about that bass, about that bass. Alex Reyes, you know, for me, I, again, just like with Michael Waka and Alex Reyes, I, I do not go into next year counting on them in any capacity. If your season ends because of injury, I'm not going to go into next year, and you're a pitcher and it's arm-related, I'm not going to go into next year counting on you in any capacity. That's how I would run my front office, that's how I would run my team, and I'd figure it out from there. Uh, interested in bringing Rosenthal back on a one-year deal? Absolutely, yeah. I Look, I want to see Rosenthal, and I want to see Rick Ankiel get a shot. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. I don't know if it means anything, but give me Trevor Rosenthal. Give me Rick Ankiel, and let's see what happens. Trade everyone in the organization for Bregman from Drake Mann. You know that that's where I'm at. So can we even, can we ever count on Alex Reyes? No, not until, not until we're a month into a season and he's producing. Uh, 
I wouldn't at least. How did I completely forget that Alex Reyes existed? Because he hasn't pitched in two years at the major league level except for four innings. All this talk of Tsunami being in the pen next year seems very silly to me. He is going to be a starter. His value is as a starter. The Cardinals organization views him as a starter. That's not going to sway it. Uh, all about the Ankiel sequel. Me too, Tara. Uh, let's just start Scotty Hurst from Micah uh, Harn21. Uh, yeah, I, look, I would think that Scott Hurst touch, touches AAA at the end of next year. Uh, remember when Luke Gregerson was thought to be the closer before we got Holland? Again, that's just mouthpiece from the organization. Oh, hell yes, re-signed Rosenthal, absolutely. I think we're all on board with that. Uh, with, the prog with the progression we've seen in Kisner, Carson Kelly has gone this offseason right. Uh, the Cardinals love redundancies. The Cardinals love prospects. And as we've learned from the pitching depth that you know they traded from, but they didn't really trade from, they like to hold on to have as many options throughout the season as possible. Gould says no chance on Rosenthal reunion. But, yeah, but, you know, the one thing I always bring up about Derek Gould, who I love, is that in three of the four times I've been fortunate enough to be in a room with John Mazelak where Derek Gould has been brought up, Mo brings up Derek Gould and kind of laughs at kind of laughs at Derek Gould about his sources and what he thinks. We'll see. Uh, Rosenthal out of the pen without Matheny to destroy his arm. Yes, please. That's a great point, Tara. Uh, do the Cardinals leave Gregerson in an empty field, throw a baseball, then drive off this offseason from Octavius Rex, 28? It could happen. I'd love to see it. I remember when Ankiel hit that homer his first game back as an outfielder. I cried a good cry as a 13-year-old. I think we were all choked up. I was at that game. That was awesome. Uh, Gould gets his info from Ken Rosenthal, gets his info from John Heyman, gets his info from Bob Nightingale. Not Bitingale. Not Bitingale. That's too good to be true. That one just worked out too well to pass up on. Uh, to Bob Nightingale. Ugh, man. So how nervous is everybody about this coming week of baseball, right? Uh, Tara brought it up just a little while ago. I know that I feel the same way. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know how this next week's going to go, but I'm, I'm nervous about it. Do you think we'll see Matt Bowman again after his surgery to correct his Raynaud's? Uh, yeah, I think we will. Craig Mish is my dad. We love that, Craig Mish. How awesome is Craig Mish? Yeah, we're getting, as the returns come in from like Rice Smith 23 and Tara, uh, the lovely and talented Tara Wellman, uh, petrified, nervous, extremely nervous, need to take advantage of San Francisco. But yeah, this, this weekend series against San Francisco, this needs to be, I mean, we're happy with winning series, but it'd be huge to sweep them. Forever Card says this season has been exhausting. Yeah, every season has been exhausting, but this one in particular. Uh, somebody says, I see a 5-4 finish. Could be that. Uh, haven't seen pitching matchups. Do we see Mad Bum? I don't know. The last I heard is that they do not see Mad Bum. But just like with the uh, with the Dodgers who rearranged their rotation to get Kershaw, there's no telling. Nervous like the nerd on prom night that got a date. Uh, that sounds like cards cards there. The Giants series to me is every bit as terrifying as Milwaukee and Chicago. You know, having to end the season against Milwaukee and Chicago uh, from just a baseball fan standpoint... Uh, the schedule makers deserve to be awarded for that. But, yeah, look, San Francisco seems like the kind of team that could come into St. Louis and just roll through the Cardinals and make us all feel miserable and have those dumb conversations that we have where we're doubting the team and all that stuff. The last week is going to work on my nerves. Yeah, this, these next nine games, the, the, yeah, the next nine games are going to be brutal. Absolutely brutal. It's nine games, right? I keep wanting to say ten. One, two, yeah, nine games, the next nine games. We will sweep Milwaukee and beat Chicago two or three. And again, if okay, say that that happens. Say they sweep Milwaukee, then 
you go into Chicago, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cardinals do with the pitching matchups. If the Giants take us out again, ugh, from Rysmith23. Rysmith, that's a great point. I keep I blaze right over that. That's a great point. Uh, oh, bummer, pun intended. So I guess that means that the Cardinals will see Madison Bumgartner. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's funny to think that all these years, the Giants, like even a couple years back when the Giants didn't finish above 500 and were one of the worst teams in the league, they still played spoiler down the line. Only single digits of games for regular season left. We're down to nine. Uh, first time being in here. Hey, what's up to the first person uh, for your first time in here? Today is the last day off for the Cubs for the rest of the season. I hope they get beat up more than they already are. Uh, Colorado has a decently tough schedule. Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. Cards face two rookies this weekend. Those usually go well. Yeah, it's usually terrible. Uh, from Octavius Rex, regardless of the playoffs, I feel the 90-win threshold would be big for the Cardinals after the last two years. Yeah, hitting 90 wins would be good. If we 6-3, and three, Rockies have to go 8-2, and two, just saying. That's how math works. Yeah, I love that, but you know what? Let's not go 6-2. and two. Let's go 7-1. and one. Uh, Who would you rather play in the wildcard game, Milwaukee or Chicago, from Quinn STL Cards? I have no preference. Again, in a wildcard game, it's a complete roll of the dice. What I like to say about that wildcard game is the only thing that I care about is not going to Colorado. I don't want to go to Colorado. Uh, whether it's whoever it ends up being against, I don't care. From a rooting fan standpoint, uh, I am all about... Cards Cubs for a one game playoff because I mean that's what you live for as a Cards fan or a Cubs fan. You want to see that. Uh, but I don't care. It doesn't matter to me at all and it doesn't matter to me where the game's played. Who would you rather play in the wild card game? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Graham says he'd rather play Chicago. And I mean if you're looking at it logistically on a roster standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to a, would to want to rather play Chicago because their bullpen is trash now and it's in flux and anything could happen. But uh, and, and you probably have a better chance of beating them, but in a wild card game, anything could happen, and uh, I don't really care. I'm more scared of Colorado than LA Dodgers, to be honest. I'm more scared of Coors Field than I am of anything else, but uh, I, I take the Dodgers, or I take playing Colorado over playing the Dodgers. Uh, what's the ideal rotation for next year? Ideal rotation, uh, uh, and again, I think that we all need to. Man, I could really see the Cardinals re-signing Adam Wainwright, but let's not get into that. Ideally, Carlos Martinez, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, probably Michael Waka and Austin Gomber are the five that I would roll out. I would have Alex Reyes pitching out of the bullpen. I've had Dakota Hudson pitching out of the bullpen. Daniel Ponce de Leon pitching out of the bullpen. Jordan Hicks pitching out of the bullpen, and I'd run from there. I'm just excited that we might be in. Yeah, so I guess that's one really big positive about uh, being down to nine games on the year is... These nine games really matter, and the last season is going to be, or the last week of the season is going to be awesome. Lester scares me in a one-game playoff. He's a big-game pitcher. Yeah, he, he he is, but anything could happen. And you know what? He's susceptible to giving up runs in the first inning. And the Cardinals have been good about giving about getting runs in the first inning. And it might just be a perfect little match. Uh, I remember for a while AJ Burnett owned the Cardinals, and then as a Pittsburgh Pirate, he came to St. Louis, pitched good for an inning and a half, and then got rocked. Anything could happen. If Bob Nightingale is still getting paid as a sports writer, I still have a chance at the bigs. That's right, Chris Grace, or C. Grace. Any chance you think we get Manny or Bryce, I think there's a 20%. I, I'm going to do the Craig Mish. I think there's a 25% chance that we get Manny Machado, and I think there's a 15% chance that they get Bryce Harper. Uh, oh, uh, uh, the Hicks family's got flights to Chicago. Uh, let's see. Geo makes sense for Milwaukee in the wildcard game. Watch them start hater. That's where I'd go. He was awful in the wild card game against Oakland, or with Oakland. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Uh, but what was that? Oakland versus Kansas City, right? The year that Kansas City lost in the World Series. That Kansas City lineup kind of came to life then, and that was like a catalyst that pushed them through the playoffs. Uh, what do you think about Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl halftime show from uh, Slope Man? I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't care at all. Uh, football's dead to me. But Maroon 5's cool. Uh, that dude bangs hot chicks, so good for him. Uh, Resign Norris, I'm not on board for that at all, especially not with the way the season's ended. Uh, somebody says trash. I imagine that's in, in reference to uh, Maroon 5. Again, it, whoever like whatever you like is what I say. If I was Milwaukee, I'd go all pen in one game playoff. I, I think that's a good point, Ryan Smith. Uh, A's probably start fires in the wild card unexpected. That'd be interesting. From Johnny Edmond, uh, got it. Oh man, Johnny Edmond, put that song, put that back up, put that song back up, put that question back up. I missed it. Uh, he was always big time with Boston though, and big time with the Cubs. So Oakland is the outlier. Hey, what's up, Ruby? How are you? I remember blah blah blah. blah. Uh, Dud Norris from ah, from uh, Maggie Ladley. Hello, Maggie. How are you? Yeah, it got really bad over here for uh, for Bud Norris at the end of the season. From uh, all Paul DeYoung, hey, sorry I'm late, hey, no, no problem at all, come on in, no Norris, no Gregerson, uh, I would say that right now there's a lot of Cardinal fans that say we would say no Norris, no Gregerson, no Cecil, I think obviously we're going to go into next year with Nor with Gregerson, I mean, and we'll see what happens with Cecil. From Rebbe, uh, will Gant be gone after this year, I don't think so, and yeah, you know what, I would like for, uh, for John Gant to get a shot at the rotation next year, is it a realistic option to let Cargo go and have Sosa replace him, hey, what's up Patrick B, how are you, uh, is it a realistic option to let Greg Garcia go and have Sosa replace him as the off-the-bench utility guy? What gets lost with Greg Garcia as the off-the-bench utility guy is that he hits left-handed. Matt Adams is gone next year. I believe that the only way the Cardinals replace Greg Garcia in the utility role is if they find a guy who can play shortstop in the utility role that hits left-handed or another option as a left-handed hitter off the bench. That's the only way Greg Garcia has any chance of finding his way off the roster, and I don't see how that's easy. I do think there's a chance that midway through next year, or at the end of next year, Tommy Edmond, who's a switch hitter, takes that role from Greg Garcia, but we'll see. Most likely young pitcher to be traded in the offseason. I'll say that Daniel Ponce de Leon is the most likely. I also think Dakota Hudson is likely. Uh, Tommy Edmond is 100 from our boy, not really. Man, Tommy Edmond's so much fun to watch. You guys are going to love him. I'd bet money Matt Adams is back next year from Eric B. I think that a lot of people would be smart to, uh, to put money on that, too. Uh, Gyro is switch. Gyro is switch. No, he's a righty. Uh, no, what do you prefer from all Paul DeYoung? Hold on. I'm gonna trade low on Weaver. I do not believe they will. They're, I believe that they're big believers on Weaver, and uh, I think that there's a better chance that Weaver stays than there is Hudson stays. If I had to choose, I also think that John Gant would be a really good trade option, and you probably would trade him now before his value diminishes. It doesn't matter that Greg's hit left-handed. Uh, why do you think Hudson? You know, the way that I look at it is with Hudson, a trade Weaver and Ponce de Leon, oh dang. So uh, Mr. Hicks, the reason that I say Hudson, and it's not necessarily something that I would do, I'm just thinking if I'm another organization and I'm going to the Cardinals about one of their young pitchers, which one of those young pitchers am I most likely to get? Like your son, Jordan, there's no chance that the Cardinals trade him. I, I can't imagine I can't imagine a situation in which they trade Jordan Hicks. They're not gonna trade Jack Flaherty. Uh, they're probably not gonna trade Austin Gomber, I wouldn't think, but there's always been kind of a little give or take thing there. Um, so we'll see about that. But I just think that of that group of pitchers, if there's one guy, especially because he struggled a little bit in the major leagues with this command, 
uh, that if there's one guy that has value that you might be able to get, that person would be Dakota Hudson. Thoughts on the report about the Cards trying to trade Flaherty? This, uh, not, look, Nob Bitingale is not on about that. I believe that two years ago, the Cardinals approached Toronto, and again, this is speculation, about trading for Donaldson. I don't doubt that Flaherty's name was thrown in there, but I don't think it's happened in the last two calendar years. What do you think of maybe getting Jed Lowry and having him platoon? I like Jed Lowry. That would be great. Could they flip uh, Hudson for Andrew Alton Simmons in his walk year? Absolutely not. It would take quite a bit more than Hudson. Uh, Munoz has a lot of great potential from uh, Sexbot. Yep. Uh, Munoz has been a pleasant surprise. I want to say right now, you know, one thing that I really like doing is admitting how stupid I am and how wrong I am. Uh, I never, ex I never ever, oh my God, this is awesome. I never ever expected Jairo Munoz to have the impact that he's had this year when I watched him. Uh, play for Midland last year. I never thought there was any way in hell that he would play the role that he is. And I never thought there would be any way in hell where I would say, yeah, you know what? I feel comfortable with Jairo Munoz and Jed Jerko as your third baseman entering 2019. And that's where I am. That's how I feel. And that's what I think that the Cardinals should do if they can't sign Manny Machado. And I know that I'm on the outside with this Manny Machado thing. And I, it might end up backfiring. But I think that the Cardinals are in a position now. And trading potentially for Giancarlo Stanton last offseason proves that they're willing to take on the contract. But I think they're in a position now where they can, they know they can take on a huge contract of a young player that's transformative for a city and a fan base, <laughs> pardon me, than, than they've ever been. Uh, what happens in the second half with Schrock? You know, for me, it was an impatience thing. You know, if the ball was near the plate, Max Schrock was swinging, and since he has such a good contact tool, he was making contact, and a lot of that contact was soft. As bad as he looked at the beginning of the year, I didn't think he would be half this good. Yeah, but remember, he was lights out in spring training, and a lot of people got high on gyro because of that. If we go for Simmons trade, uh, Wong, see if DeYoung can play second base. To keep Paul DeYoung away from second base. Look, Paul DeYoung had played less second base than he had shortstop before he made his major league debut. You know, uh, keep, him a, keep him away from second base. The smart thing to do is just spend money to fill your problems. Andrew Alton Simmons, the... the the Angels are not going to trade Andrew Elton Simmons. It's not going to happen. They have Mike Trout. They have big contracts. And their time with Mike Trout might be coming to an end. They're not going to trade him. It might happen to the deadline and then things get interesting. But for Andrew Elton Simmons, you're talking about Dakota Hudson. You're talking about Austin Gomber, Tyler O'Neill. Like, you're talking about a package of four, maybe five incredible prospects uh, for one year of Andrew Elton Simmons. You don't do it. Starting right field opening day next year is Dexter Fowler. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to start preparing myself for it, and I think we'd all do ourselves well to prepare ourselves for that. Thoughts on the report? I think Seamart has traded this offseason. Am I nuts from 518 Cards fan? I don't think you're nuts. I think it could happen. But again, it goes back to playing, uh, trading a player, a cornerstone organizational piece at diminished value, and I just don't see the Cardinals doing that. Uh, who does? Why does everyone hate Kowo? Shake my fucking head from Be Real. Uh, look... I was I used to be a Colton Wong detractor back in the day when Colton Wong was really bad and it seemed like he had maybe a mental issue that he wasn't going to be able to get over uh, and he was making errors as frequently as he was making spectacular plays at second. I was not on board. He has turned me. Colton Wong is a great second baseman. Leave him at second baseman. Let's second base. Let's be happy. Uh, let's see from Nick Malone. No, it'll be Harper next year. Watch. He loves St. Louis. He loves he loves getting paid and he loves being in the spotlight. Uh, take some guys longer. The guy's a stud, hitting 315 since June. Gold Glove. Uh, stop floating the idea of trading the best defensive second baseman in baseball. 
Yeah, who has also been a really good hitter since August. I would keep Koa. We need his defense. Uh, I agree. Don't like it, but afraid you're right about 2019 right field. Again, let's just prepare ourselves. From Tara, Colton Wong winning people over every day. Colton Wong has worked to win everyone over. He deserves your love and admiration. And the fact that he is continuing to get better, that's not going to stop. He's comfortable with Mike Schilt. I believe he's only going to get better from here. I, I, man, I think that there's a chance you're talking about Jason Kipnis-like production from him uh, in the very near future. Not like this year, Jason Kipnis, but Kipnis of the past. Uh, when I got to STL at end of 2015, I didn't like Kowo. Now I'd give kidneys for him. I'm in the same boat. Harper sadly will be in pinstripes. I don't think we have any idea where either Harper or Machado are going to go. I think we trade Dex for Chris Davis. Please roast me. It's not going to happen. Uh, Wong has hit over 315 since the beginning of June. Been doing uh, great in August. People get so sour on players after one season or less. Look, it doesn't even take a season. It takes a half a year, right? We were just talking about it with Gyro. Gyro was brought up to the majors, didn't play to start the year, and was terrible, and we all kind of turned on him, and now he's an important cog in what goes on. Uh, people turned on Tyler O'Neill. You know, Tyler O'Neill hit three home runs in four days and made two diving catches in the same game, hurt his groin, and then came back and struggled, and now everybody's ready to sell him off again. It would be smart for Harper to sign a short-term deal with the Nats with opt-outs. Look, it doesn't matter where he signs, he's going to get opt-outs unless he signs a one-year deal, which is effectively an opt-out. People are soured on Matty Carpenter again. Yeah, Carpenter struggled, but let's not bury him yet. I think there's no way he doesn't end up in Philly. Look, there are a lot of options. Philadelphia is going to be an option for the players, uh, for, for Harper and Machado. The Yankees are. Somehow the Red Sox will. It won't make any sense, but somehow the Red Sox will. Uh, Detroit. Chicago White Sox. Don't sleep on the goddamn Chicago White Sox. They're right at that little cusp now. We're, they're going to have a pretty strong roster next year if they just put a little bit of money into it. Man, I can see the White Sox being aggressive. And because of how the American League Central is, they could make a dent by just adding a few people. They have the money. They have the resources. It's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the Cubs even, people are saying. I know people do that Bryant-Harper thing, and but we'll see. Uh, not even half a season. They saw one players after one bad game from Victoria Dryden. Very astute. I think fans need to realize the Cardinals always will build from the inside out, never the other way. But again, things that, look, 99% of the time that is right, but then the one outlier is John Carlos Stanton, who they were willing to take on $300 million, right, and trade players for. I could see him doing it with 26-year-old Manny Machado. Benintendi, Betts, and Harper. But, you know, they still, love that, uh, they, they still love that Jackie Bradley up there, so we'll see. I remember when the Red Sox wanted Stanton, but they weren't on his list of teams in a position to win. Ah, oh, that's so good. How does Jack Flaherty stop giving up home runs? Uh, he gets a little older and a little bit more experience and works on keeping his... Oh, yeah. He works on keeping everything other than his fastball and his slider down. Uh, any under-the-radar free agents this offseason from Johnny Edmond? Uh, Mr. Mr. Johnny Edmond, I do not have any that I can I can throw at you. You know, we were talking about it in a group chat a little while ago. What I meant to do, what I would like to do, is I would like to look at the group of starting pitchers that have kind of, you know, are past their prime as starting pitchers and look for them to fill the relief role, something similar to Tyson Ross. Like, I would like for the Cardinals to bring Tyson Ross back. I think that that would be a great move. I don't know what kind of what he's going to want, if he wants to be a starter or a reliever. I would imagine he wants to be a starter. Uh, but I think Tyson Ross is one of those like low-key, somewhat under-the-radar free agents that would really help the Cardinals in the long run. Uh, Ballpark Village should buy us a bopper. That'd be cool. Kisner getting called up next season, possibly. Yeah, I would think that it's some 
Look, I don't know. Let me let me rephrase that. I would love to see Andrew Kisner get a, a call up next year. I think he's worthy of it. I think he'll deserve it. Will it happen? I just don't know. Uh, remember, as long as Carson Kelly's in the organization, more than likely he's one or he's two A, two B. Uh, to be the backup to, to Yachty. I'd like to see San Diego do well. San Diego's another team that could add a little bit of payroll. And you know what? A.J. Preller's nuts, so anything could happen. Uh, Tyson Ross needs to let it loose. He should throw harder. You know, there was a time when Tyson Ross did throw harder, and he wasn't particularly good. Now he's just doing his thing. Kiz is a stud. Andrew Kisner is a stud. Uh, should the Cardinals try to trade for Bumgarner next year? I believe he is a free agent next offseason. Look, I like the Cardinals having what they have. I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals trading for anyone, as crazy as that sounds. They have the money to sign players and not be hurt. They have the money to sign big-name players like Manny Machado and not be crippled in the long run. That's what I would like to see them do. It do. I'm not a big fan of trading resources unless you absolutely need to. I think Gio has a bounce-back year in 2019. Gio Gonzalez, yeah, me too. From uh, 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 the Jay Bar Barker 5, we have so many starting pitchers. Uh, from Average Cards fan, Kramer Robertson update. Yeah, Kramer ended the year really, really solid for Palm Beach, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, my guess is he'll bring in Springfield next year, and that's going to be a huge test, but it's going to be a hitter's environment, and that'll help his stats peak. Uh, Corbin, four years, 80. Harper, 8, 340. Do it. I think Corbin's going to get... I think Corbin gets 5, 105. And Harper, I do not do 8, 340 for Harper. Uh, considering Machado's home is in Miami, do you think location will be a big factor for him? I think money is a big factor for him. I think playing on a team that has a chance to win a championship is a big factor for him. And I think being in the limelight are the three big factors for him. Corbin going to New York Yankees, but he's gone. Uh, we'll see. So back to Genesis Cabrera. What's his ceiling? You know, as I wrote about it, again, in my Dirty 35 over at Birds on the Black. Again, check out Birds on the Black. They're incredible. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Uh... To I write for when I write, which doesn't happen very often. By the way, we're going to be doing Yadier Molina week next week, starting Monday. We've got a bunch of different great things planned. This is Cards, Cards, Baby. Uh, you're going to want to stay tuned to Birds on the Block next week for Yadier Molina week. It's going to be fantastic. That What we have planned for it, you're going to be blown away. But anyways, getting back to Genesis Cabrera. He is prospect number 10 on my Dirty 35 list. And I view Genesis Cabrera as a potential number two. I think his stuff is electric, like Jaime Garcia's used to be. I think his ultimate floor is Marco Gonzalez. I think you're looking at something a little bit better than Marco Gonzalez. So uh, a solid number three with the potential to be a number two long run. But in the immediate future, I'd like to see him up here with the big club, helping as left-handed relief out of the bullpen as, uh, as the Cardinals finish off their last nine games. I'm convinced Yachty is not a real human baseball android that doesn't age. That's 100% true. You know, I, another thing I want to say that I'm wrong about, when do we say Lane Thomas? A year from now. Uh, he's a prospect that I could see getting traded. We'll see. Uh, another thing I want to admit that I was wrong about, when the Cardinals gave Yadier Molina a raise and an extension, I thought it was a terrible idea. I thought it was a poor decision, and it was acting on emotion and acting on ticket sales and revenue. Uh, as opposed to what would actually be good for the team. I, I saw a 34-year-old catcher who had a really, really bad defensive year. People forget about that. The year before the Cardinals signing, he had a really bad defensive year, and his bat looked like it was falling off. And I thought, you know what? That's an irresponsible contract to give out, even a three-year extension uh, for a raise. You know, uh, uh, what was it? It was like a, a 
four and a half million dollar raise or something like that, two and a half million dollar raise. I hated it. And he's proved me wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm dumber than you. That's for sure. And uh, good for Yadier Molina. He's an all-time Cardinal. Retire number four. Mm. Which young player is the next to get his arb years bought out? That's Harrison Bader. I think that's an easy call. Uh, I don't think it'll cost as much as Paul DeYoung's did. I don't think it'll cost as much as Colton Wong's did. But I think that that's the direction that the Cardinals go. You think they'll try to extend Michaelis' offseason? I'm glad we're going to talk about Miles Michaelis' contract. People need to remember with Miles Michaelis that after the Cardinals signed Miles Michaelis last offseason, John Mazalek went on every radio show he could to tell people that the Cardinals wanted to give him more than two years. They wanted to give him more than two years, and he was adamant about only taking a two-year contract because he was betting on himself. It's not going to happen this offseason. It'll have to happen during next year or at the end of next year, and I think that he's going to walk, uh, at least at least test free agency. I don't know if he's going to walk. We're a year away from that. We're over a year away from that, uh, but we're going to see. But he's betting on himself, and he should because he's good. Miles should get a fat payday if he's good next year. Yes, sir. Uh, Jose Martinez back next year? Yeah, Steele. Hey, Steele, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Uh, I do think I think that uh, Jose Martinez is back, but again, anything could happen if Manny Machado gets signed. Let Wayno walk or re-sign him for the bullpen next year. Oh, man. Well, I look, I'm all about him pitching out of the bullpen if that's an option. I don't think it is, though. Uh, and I do think that the Cardinals are going to re-sign him. I, look, if these last two starts go well for him... Uh, yeah, look, the Cardinals are going to re-sign Adam Wainwright. It's just going to happen. We all need to come to terms with it. And I ideally would like him to stay away from the starting rotation, although he was great. He was so good the other night. And it was awesome. And he was awesome because he stayed the fuck away from his fastball. It was throwing his breaking pitches. It was beautiful. Just throw that, throw that curve. What do we talk about on every pad leading up to that start? Throw the curve. Just throw the curve 60% of the time. You'll, you'll, you'll be great. And he, he didn't throw it 60% of the time, but he threw it more than he threw as any, any of his other pitches, and he was good, and he kept the Dodgers off balance, and uh, that needs to stay. But yeah, I'm all about, look, if he wants to come back and be a part of the bullpen, then you sign him for one year, let him go year to year, sure, we'll see what happens, blah, blah, blah. But if he's going to be a starter, I think you have better options. Uh, what do the Cardinals do about the bullpen? They need to get a couple strikeout guys in the pen. Uh, you know, the one thing that I say is, We'll see what it looks like next year, but I do think that the internal options are solid. I think Daniel Ponce de Leon could be a high strikeout guy out of the bullpen. I think Luke Weaver could be a high strikeout guy out of the bullpen. Jordan Hicks, his strikeout numbers will go up. Dakota Hudson's strikeout numbers will go up. They've got internal options. I think Dominic Leon, healthy, will do wonders too. Ozuna and Hudson for Arenado, that would never happen. That's not enough. The key to Wayno starts is Yadi catching. That could very well be it. I, that could very well be it. Uh, do you think Wayno will make the postseason roster if they make it? I do think Adam Wainwright will make the postseason roster if they make it. The fact that the Cardinals blindly said that he was going to finish the year as a starting pitcher, regardless of how he did in that start on Sunday night, shows that, look, Adam Wainwright's our guy. we just got to get used to it. Is it, what I, is it what I would do? I don't know. We'll see. Regardless of how the season ends, uh, would you call this season a success? Yeah, and let me tell you why. Look, and I don't mean this to bash on Mr. Mr. Matheny, uh, but the Cardinals coaching staff, Mr. Matheny and Mr. Mabry in particular, but the Cardinals coaching staff is better and in a better position than it was all the first half of the year. I think the coaching's better. I think the team has gotten better. And I do think that it's a success. Somebody said something about you look at 90 wins as a success. I think 90 wins would be a huge success and something worth being happy about. 
uh, I mean, he's pitched 11 innings and had one bad inning. He's been good. Yeah, he's been fine. Cards blew it by bad management uh, from Bruce Harper, 34-34. Yeah, you know, the only my only problem with bad... Yeah, yeah, they probably blew it because of bad management. Uh, for the last three years, at least. I don't know what you were talking about, Maggie. Wayno starts, uh, make me a wino. I think we all kind of feel that way. Is Greer here to stay? So, our, our hitting coach is Mark Budaska. His assisting, hit, assistant hitting coach is George Greer. For me, what I would like to see the Cardinals do is I'd like to see them bring on a different assistant hitting coach for Mark Budaska. Leave Mark Budaska up at the big club and let George Greer go back to being the architect of minor league hitting for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, look, he's an older guy. He's in his 70s. But I like him better as that role, as overseeing the hitting development of players. A stubby clap with Memphis next year, I'm going to say no, but where he is, I can't tell you. I think Brebbia Arbuda is here. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, by the way, I keep eliminating John Brebbia from talking about the bullpen next year and this year. Love that John Brebbia. Uh, but I feel we can turn it around next season because we have talent from Bruce Harper. Yeah, look, they've got a pretty solid roster. They have a lot to work with. It's a good start. Look, here's how, here's how I feel. Honestly, I feel like the Cardinals go into next year with the same roster that they have this year and bring back a healthy Michael Waka and a healthy Alex Reyes, lose Bud Norris, maybe bring back Tyson Ross, lose Wayno, lose Matt Adams. I think the Cardinals are going to be good. I think they're going to be better uh, than they were this year. But I feel, oh, hey, Sexbot, love that Brebbia beard from Wildcats 24. Yeah, my favorite thing now is that behind-the-head angle where you can see his beard like this from behind. Oh, God, it's magical. Brebbia has been nails. He was a stud closing the first game in Atlanta. Yes, he was. The other thing is, you know, the Cardinals have struggled a little bit since they moved Carlos Martinez to the closer role. Uh, they need one of those lockdown relievers, and I would like to see that be John Brebbia. I would like to see whether it be the fifth or sixth inning or seventh inning. When you're in a tough position, you go to John Brebbia to get you out of there. Uh, Flaherty's still your wild card starter. Gives up too many home runs for me. Yeah, look, I, I think that by the time we get to a wild card starter, we're not going to have a choice in the matter. I think it's going to come down to who's up next. No way they can have blah, blah, blah. blah. Everyone else will. Uh, let's see. Oh, Texas Cards fan. Hey, Scott, what's up, buddy? Major League roster next year looks very Memphis-y. How do we restock the baby birds? Mm. Sorry, I need water. Well, the good thing about the Major League roster looking very Memphis-y is that the Memphis team, which was just Springfield-y, uh, won the PCL championship and then the AAA championship. Memphis is going to be good. I feel confident that Memphis is going to be good. If for no other reason than the guys that they had there this year that they had to push pretty quick are pretty damn good too. Now, there's a chance Wilfredo Tovar and Rangel Rivero go to different organizations. They'll be minor league free agents. That would really hurt the Cardinals. Uh, Kevin Herger will probably go to another major league organization and play in their minor leagues. Uh, that's going to hurt the win-loss record for sure. But I think the Cardinals have enough talent, uh, enough really good prospects, especially on the pitching end, to restock that Memphis that Memphis roster. Can't expect it, but I'm excited nonetheless. Uh, dude, I met Bob Gibson. Well, that's awesome. Bob Gibson is as good as it gets. He's a true mensch. Uh, do you think Wayne will make the postseason roster? Uh, will they give Jack club-friendly deal like they did Pauly D? I would love for the Cardinals to give a pitcher a club-friendly deal, but I don't think that they're going to give a pitcher a club-friendly deal. Uh, you know it'll be Wayno starting a wild card game. I could see it see it going that way. From Owen, 09, five, uh, five and then a bunch of numbers. 
Nolan Gorman's ETA. Now, Nolan Gorman has sped up his clock. Let's do it this way. Next year's 2019. More than likely, he'll start the year at Peoria. Let's just say he spends all year in 2019 at Peoria. Skips Palm Beach. 2020 is Springfield and Memphis. 2021 is Memphis, St. Louis. So I'll say 2021. 2021. I, I was saying 2022 up until this point, but I'm going to say 2021. Uh, so much squinting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing but squinting. My little anus eyes. Uh, it was my best moment in life, except when my father gave me his car when I reached 18. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, when do you think, what do you think of DeYoung batting third for a playoff team? The Cardinals are scoring runs. Scoring runs aren't the issue. You know, I, this team is pretty good. I don't have a problem with it, especially now that Paulie D is starting to hammer the damn baseball. But ideally, yes, I'd rather have Manny Machado in that position. Uh, what are your thoughts on Acuna? He's pretty freaking good. Still does weird things in the outfield, just like a 20-year-old should. Uh, remember good names for this episode. Oh, God, that's never going to happen. Uh, what do you think of DeYoung batting third for a playoff team? Thank you, Sexbot, for being here. Alex Reyes, starter or closer in 2019 from 17 Deuce. Neither. Uh, I'll say relief pitcher. Malcolm Nunez, the next Acuna. Ooh, you know who... I would love that. That'd be great, but that's unrealistic. Anything could happen, but it's unrealistic. Do you think the cards will pursue Machado? I really hope so. Uh, did Michael Waka inspire your squinting? I inspired Michael Waka's squinting, motherfucker. Uh, damn, I'm late from Shensational. Hey, what's up, Shensational? Uh, did Michael Waka inspire your squinting? Oh, sex bot, I love you. I uh, was shocked at the stats the other night showing Paul DeYoung was fourth in NL and RBI since the All-Star break. Again, it goes to show you that you put anybody in the three-hole and they just might happen to drive in some runs. But he's hitting hot right now. Let's leave him in the three-hole. What about making Hicks a super reliever I'll, like, like Miller? I think Hicks could handle it. But right now, I think that there is stability in the eighth and ninth with Carlos Martinez and Jordan Hicks there. And I don't want to screw with that. Uh, but maybe in the long run, if he's not going to be your closer next year, then yeah, I love him in that Andrew Miller fire stopper there. Are the Cardinals experimenting Reyes' 2019 role with Martinez' bullpen role? I believe that Carlos Martinez is scheduled to be a starter next year. I don't think very. I think there's very little that could change that, and I think we all need to go into spring training expecting that. Uh, and as far as what happens with Alex Reyes, they'll go into spring training next year and make the best decision for him. I worked with a guy who went to high school with Waka and said Waka paid him for some homework one time. Well, then that's on Michael Waka because you never pay for homework. You just get other people's homework. Look, I have my high school education and part of college education just from asking people to do my homework or getting their homework from them. And, hey, here we are. And I have nothing going for me. You think Mo wears nothing but a bow tie when he goes to bed? Uh, yeah, but I don't think he wears it around his neck. Do you think Cardinals play it out with Carpenter becoming a free agent in a couple years? Matt Carpenter is a free agent after next year. So, yeah, I do think that they play it out. Uh, more Chris Carpenter mentoring our young starters. You know, something that got lost a couple weeks ago is the television camera panned to Mike Maddox in the bullpen, and then behind his left shoulder was just Chris Carpenter's head staring. And I thought, yeah, look, Chris Carpenter is eventually going to be a pitching coach. I'm just glad no one has brought up signing Jose Iglesias and moving DeYoung to third. Man, that gets me riled up. Uh, Carp and Wong are the only left-handed bats we have signed next year. Who's out there power besides Harper? You know, I don't know. I haven't looked. Is Matt Carpenter late struggles concerning for playoffs? Uh, let's see how the next nine games go. I'm not going to make any feelings or I'm not going to make any – I'm not going to have any preconceived notions about going into the playoffs until we know what it's like against Milwaukee and Chicago in particular. This weekend's kind of a wild card, but I want to see what it looks like against Milwaukee and Chicago because any way you want to cut it, 
The playoffs start the minute the Milwaukee series starts. Playoffs start then. Is Stubby Clap coming up to be in the dugout? I think Matheny liked doing that. Uh, it wasn't Matheny that liked doing that. That was all John Mazalak uh, calling up the, like, Oliver Marmol. That was all John Mazalak. Uh, and, yeah, I do think, I look, I don't think he's going to get the Toronto manager job. I think that they'll offer him a bench coach job in Toronto, but I also think that there's a bench coach job uh, here in St. Louis that he can have in place of Pop Warner. A Rosarena future card or trade bait? Both. Um, Matt Carpenter is around for two more years with his option. That's right, his option. But we'll see about that option because, what, it's like $18 million? Uh, have you ever seen the video of him talking about it in spring training? If they make the playoffs, who's your best? Who's your bet for a sleeper stud? You know, the one person I keep going to is I could see Jairo Munoz being that guy in the playoffs. I could see him being the freeze this year. I don't understand the glove for a shortstop. DeYoung has 13 defensive runs saved. It's all about perception. What gets lost with Paul DeYoung is Paul DeYoung gets hurt, and then when he comes back, he's terrible. He's a terrible defender. His timing's off. He's a terrible hitter. His timing's off, and it takes him a while to get going. It did the same thing in spring training when he wasn't hurt. Spring training ended. His timing was off. He couldn't hit the ball to save his life, and he struggled in the field. But when that's not happening, he's really, really good. Card should give Tommy Lane a chance. I agree. I want to see Genesis Cabrera, and I want to see Tommy Lane pitching for the Cardinals over the last nine games. Oh, boy. Uh, defense comes back first for Pauly D every time. Yeah, but you know what? It still takes time. It still takes a little time. And, hey, that's fine. Uh, Wong is going to go David Freeze this year. That would be an awesome thing. I'd be so cool with that. You know, I think Gyro... I look, when Paul DeYoung gets hot, he's hard to stop. And I could see Paul DeYoung being that spark uh, that lights the fire. Is Nick Plummer the worst first-rounder taken by Mo? No, no, it's... um. God, it probably is Nick Plummer. That's probably Nick Plummer. Cabrera would solve so many problems right now in that pen. Now, would Cabrera? Uh, I, I don't know if Genesis Cabrera would solve all of the problems in the bullpen. Sorry, i got to take that thing off. I'm sweating. Uh, but I do think that the Cardinals owe it to themselves to have Genesis, both Genesis Cabrera and Tommy Lane here as options. It couldn't hurt, right? Uh, but remember, and the reason that I'm reluctant to say that Genesis Cabrera would be a stopgap or a solve it for the Cardinals right now is he's pitched an entire season, there's a little fatigue in there, he gets a little rattled sometimes, and he's only 22 years old, and there's no guarantee that a 22-year-old is going to solve your problems. Uh, that would solve so many problems, getting McGuire back as our hitting coach. I'm fine with it being Mark Budaska, uh, and obviously Mark McGuire isn't going to be an assistant hitting coach, so uh, that, I don't see it being, uh, uh, being a thing. McGuire is the assistant in San Diego. He's not taking it a motion. More than likely, Mark McGuire will be a manager before he's anything else. I would like to see Mark McGuire get that opportunity. Is Arenado a realistic trade piece? No, no, I don't see... Cal Look, why would Colorado trade Nolan Arenado? Even with only one year left on his contract. It doesn't make any sense. They, they keep him. They're this close to a playoff spot. You make the roster a little bit better and anything happens. What's Gallegos' role? It's probably at first... Not very much. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him at all this weekend, except in maybe mop-up duty or uh, the reverse of mop-up duty, uh, which would be like, yeah, well, I guess mop-up duty one way or the other, whether, whether the Cardinals have a long lead or they have a short lead. Um, like, that that would be the only way. Uh, that Like, that's all that I, I would see. Now, if he pitches really well, he will earn opportunities to pitch in more frequent situations, especially with Mike Myers, Mike Myers really, really struggling. Uh, the Cardinals have a lot of options, right? 
especially if they bring up Genesis Cabrera and Tommy Lane. That's what I want to see. Uh, but Giovanni Gallagosa first, it's going to take a while to incorporate him in. And look, do you want to put a kid in that hasn't pitched in the major leagues except for a little bit this year for another organization in in a, the last nine games of the season? It's risky. It's, it's tough. Uh, can the Cards beat the Brew Crew? Yeah, the Cardinals can beat the Brewers. They can beat Colorado. They can beat maybe anybody but LA, the Dodgers. They can beat the Cubs. Uh, anything could happen in one game. Dude, Schilt has a crush on Myers like Matheny did with Bowman. Uh, Schilt kind of has a crush on Dakota Hudson, too. He uses Dakota Hudson more than he needs to and in positions that he shouldn't. Uh, do you see Yachty signing single-year deal if he's still productive after the contract? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've been saying almost since day one after they signed him that there was a very small chance that Yadier Molina's contract was, or Yadier Molina's playing career was going to end uh, um, after his contract was over. I very much disagree that Budaska is terrible. Cards have scored more runs than any NL team since the All Star break. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bad take. I'd have a crush on Mayers uh, if I saw him. Yeah. Oh God. Anything can happen in baseball. That's right. We have the best record of any visiting team at Miller Park since it opened. But and that's a great stat. That makes that inspires confidence in me that otherwise might not be there. But it's still baseball, and anything could still happen. And right now, the Milwaukee Brewers have the best player in baseball in Christian Yelich, the best player right now at this very moment. Uh, he hasn't been half the pitcher. He wasn't spring training. Any guys on your crew tune into pad? Uh, you know, I don't even know if any of my guys, like, uh, uh, again, for those of you who don't know, I'm a foreman of a concrete crew, of a construction crew. Uh, I run a small crew of, like, seven guys. Uh, they know that I do something in my free time. They don't exactly know what. You have to understand, like, my work day from 7 to 3.30, I am go, 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 go. Uh, again, I'm a foreman, but I'm a working foreman, so I don't spend a whole lot of time. I talk. I chat. I try to keep them entertained as much as possible throughout the day. Uh, but I don't think a lot of them know exactly what's going on. And, you know, most of those guys are older uh, in their 50s and uh, 50s and 40s, and I don't even know if they know how Twitter or Periscope or any of it work. What do you think could happen with the Mesa brothers? Uh, they're not going to sign with the Cardinals. Budaska isn't holding back anyone. No, no, not at all. Uh, uh, Lorenzen, the pitcher for the Reds. I love that guy. Ellis is my guest for the 19 Memphis rotation. We'll see how that goes. Remember, uh, look, Ryan Helsley's season ended early because he had shoulder fatigue. We'll see where that goes. You know, I have all the confidence in the world he's going to be healthy, but we'll see. I'm trying to get started in sports journalism, podcasting in particular, with baseball. Any advice? Just be yourself. Uh, look, I am a very, very simple human being. I say it quite frequently. Just be comfortable in your own skin. Don't try to be a news anchor. Don't try to be anything other than yourself. Look, I'm quirky. Sometimes I get vulgar uh, in a very playful way, in a very entertaining way. Just be yourself. Let it loose. If you feel like you're compromising who you are to do what you want to do, then find something that makes you not compromise who you are to do what you want to do. Uh, that's the only advice I have. You know, There's going to be times when even doing the things you love make you unhappy. Realize that, take some time to do some internal searching to see if it's something that you can work through, if it's stress in the moment or if it's something that's going to stick with you. And if it's going to stick with you, get the hell away from it. Uh, we have you on live, Kyle. Say something ridiculous. I was just giving words of wisdom. I didn't say anything ridiculous yet. Uh, speaking of vulgar, that doesn't look like Larry Flint. Yeah, so Maggie Ladley had a great, uh, just a great idea. I mean, it's a terrible idea, but a great idea. Maybe maybe we do a Prospects After Dark with the Cardinals, uh, like Carlos Martinez, uh, uh, Marcelo Zuna, and probably Jairo Munoz. Maybe the three of them, Maybe we do 
pad outside of Larry Flint's or inside of Larry Flint's with a bunch of singles and we just see what happens. Uh, Cardinals Gifts is going to get a hold of their people very soon. I believe end of June or beginning of July. Oh, look, there's a lot of in conversations happening in our little group. I love that. Uh, will we trade Carson Kelly this offseason for Graham? And this was about 100 hours ago. I don't believe so, but we'll see. Again, I just think that the Cardinals understand the importance of having strong catching depth. And, uh, man, I just don't see that going anywhere. Uh, if Milwaukee wins a central, the Cards could be the first to beat the same team in the, in the LDS, LCS, and WS. That'd be a cool thing. Uh, from Team of Rivals Podcast, take off your shirt. I'm going to leave my shirt on. I'm going to leave my shirt on, but I'm going to flash it real fast. Uh, uh, there, I showed it. I showed it a little bit. Somebody will screen, take a screenshot of it, and it'll be my nipple. You're welcome. I think we should go and get David Dahl. I don't think Colorado's going to trade David Dahl. I don't think Colorado's going to trade anybody on their roster that isn't going to bring them an upgrade. So David Dahl for what? Like Jack Flaherty? That's not going to happen for either team. You know what I mean? Colorado's only going to trade David Dahl if they can get something better for him, if they're going to upgrade their roster. Uh, my pleasure, Team of Rivals. Look, I love the Team of Rivals podcast. I love Ron. Uh, they're all incredible people. Ron, I was fortunate enough to meet Ron's son. What a great kid he is. What a smart, great kid. When you listen to the Team of Rivals podcast, uh, his son likes to chime in. But anyways, what a great kid. What a great family. Uh, just awesome people. Look, Cardinals blogging world is awesome. Uh, look, my fans, the Prospect After Dark fans, you guys are fantastic. Even better than Cardinals blogging world. We're fortunate to have the community we have, even if sometimes uh, it gets crazy. I trade DeYoung for Dahl. That's terrible. Gonna write Flash by Kyle on my list of great life moments. How about the Kyle Shows His Nipple episode of Prospects After Dark? I'm just gonna write Kyle Nipple here. That should really, really drive it home. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, so here's where we're at. We are an hour and 10 minutes into the little shindig. You got, we're rolling, man. We're rolling. I do think the stadium needs more men's rooms. You can never have enough men's room. Let me tell you what I would like. I would like for the men's rooms to all have the men the men room the men's rooms to all have those little silver dividers because I get like that. There's a lot of close proximity. There's a lot of peni in close proximity, and it would do me well to just maybe have a little metal thing because I swear to God, every time I'm staring straight ahead, there's always that like 65 year old dude who's kind of like doing one of these, doing one of those. And you're thinking to yourself, look, dude, I'm not going to impress you, so don't look. And also, when you look, you make me struggle to pee. So, yes, I don't care about how many extra bathrooms there are, but just give me a little divider there, and let's all go home safe and happy. Why are the cars better on the road than at home? I don't know. I don't know if it's real. Uh, I don't even, let's see, uh, shut off the penis. <laughs> shut off the penis. Uh, uh, as a female, I would flip a shit if more men's rooms are added first. Great point by Maggie Ladley. Yeah, Maggie, Maggie's dead on. Look, both numbers need to increase, uh, but, you know, there needs to be at least as many women's rooms as there are men's rooms, and I would bet that there are, and I would bet that, what, maybe like 70%? Uh, if I can't squeeze a drop when someone is right next to me, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm down for bringing back the horse trough urinal. Oh, you know, that's how you know all the fans in Chicago are jacked up, that they can go and just pee in a big trough with each other. Like, trough, that's easy. It's, it's disgusting, and it's bad. Ugh, there are more men at the game. Yeah, but still, like, still. That doesn't, look, just because there's more men at the game doesn't mean you can't have equal number of bathrooms. Right? 
at least equal number of places to get rid of said urine or and feces. Uh, hey, Kyle, do we think Saturday is Wayne's last start at Bush Stadium? Uh, I do not. Maybe not. Yeah, I do not. Uh, just don't converse with me and I'm good from Be Real. That's another thing, man. Th that whole bathroom communication thing's too much for me. Just too much. We're a diaper problem solved from Iowa Neck. Brilliant. Oh, hey, Melissa Rogers, how are you? Uh, wrong. We also drink more beer. That's not true either. Uh, I love the idea of Cards Gifts being the 65-year-old man you were talking about. He is, but we do that in, like, we do that with each other. Uh, just tune in and what the fuck is going on in here from VHS. Uh, you know, VHS, just your normal stuff. Look, we've talked a lot about the Cardinals' rotation entering the playoffs. Uh, we've talked a lot about Wheels of Cheese. Actually, we haven't talked about Wheels of Cheese. We're going to get to that soon, I would think. Uh, and now we're talking about how uncomfortable it is to pee in a bathroom full of other men that are just kind of staring at you, and that's what you feel like even if it's not happening. So uh, to all the 65-year-old guys who try to do a little ween-pinking, stop it. Again, our bourbon choice this evening, uh, our one glass of bourbon that we do for Prospects After Dark is Jefferson Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, again, it's good stuff. Just get yourself a little bottle, let it last for two weeks, three weeks, and uh, be happy campers. It's not your thing, as a lot of you don't. Like, get into that Shirley Temple. I know that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people who watch our show like Shirley Temples. I've heard seltzer water. I've heard, look, the reason that I drink bourbon on Prospects After Dark is it's just a way to have like a fireside chat uh, where we're all comfortable and uh, and happy and healthy. And uh, although, you know, alcohol's not healthy. Uh, and now I've, I'm wrong, just dead wrong. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's just a way to get us, bring another thing to bring us all together and talk and communicate. So, mazel tov. Uh, I can't wait till I reach the I don't care who sees my junk age. Yeah, for your sake, I hope you never reach that. What if Cards gives his car up and he accidentally forgot to switch? That could very well be. Uh, Kyle, are you a beer drinker? Yeah, I'll have a beer here and there. Now, you have to understand, many, many years ago, uh, man, I might have been in my early 20s, my mid-20s. You know, you can, only, you can only have so many bad drinking nights before you don't have any more bad drinking nights. Uh, and I don't, like, now I have one glass of bourbon a night, maybe. Maybe two beers a night. Like, I don't drink, I don't drink a lot. I drink more than I want to, and I've cut down a great deal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's a long way of saying that. Yeah, I drink beer. I, I have a, uh, uh, a six-pack of Oktoberfest that I bought on Monday, and I had two of those last night. Uh, yeah, I, look, I, like, I like good beer. I like flavor, you know? Like, I like going to, to different restaurants and trying new flavors. The thing about booze is that there are a lot of different flavors. You know, uh, for a couple weeks there, we were drinking the same bottle of Maker's Mark. And I only got, I got two bottles of Maker's Mark in like five episodes of Pad. And the reason is I don't, like, even though it was cheap, I want to try flavors. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to experience new flavors and experience new things. Uh, which Oktoberfest, the Schlafly, you know, I'm not a huge Schlafly fan. I love that they're local. I love that they're a, a thriving business in the St. Louis area. But uh, I love their Oktoberfest. Uh, oh yeah, that one for Loco in Bourbon episode of Pad. What an idiot I was. Uh, just out of curiosity, has a broadcast booth ever caught on fire at Bush? I'm sure it did at Old Bush. I can't say for New Bush. Water. 
Maybe one of Roboski's takes put it on fire. The Besh Schlafly beer, you know, their uh, chocolate milk stout's pretty good. Their pumpkin ale is great, uh, and uh, uh, I love their Oktoberfest. When's the Trezza vs. Nightingale fight? I didn't even know that that was going on. Uh, from Bruce Harper, I smoked a blunt, and I like to drink a little ML, a Miller Lite with it. Good for you, man. Got, uh, got get you a Maker's Mark 46. Uh, one of the guys I work with loves Maker's 46. I've only tried it. Thought it was fine. Uh, oh, Cupertine, uh, I didn't see what Mr. Hicks said. What did Mr. Hicks say? I didn't either. I'm just wanting it. Oh, yeah, then get you some. Get you some. Uh, yeah, Nob, Nob Bitingale. Uh, uh, what did I, uh, no Miller Lite. I don't remember what I said. I'm sorry. All right, so to reset. Uh, oh, malt liquor. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, drink that four loco. What a terrible idea that was. I can't believe you people let me do that. Uh, so when are you renaming the podcast to I gotta ask you. Now that's not my thing. Look, I'm just a participant. For those of you who don't know what I gotta ask you, uh, ask you, one of the podcasts that I am a part of is through Two Birds on a Bat. You can get it every Wednesday. It's me, Mo's Algorithm, and Brendan Schaefer. We each do about a 10 to 15 to 20 minute hit with Jim Cromer, uh, who runs Two Birds on a Bat. And uh, I talk about the minors, Mo's does the analytical, and Brendan Schaefer just gives his hot takes. And it's really fun. It's really good. It's about an hour long when you combine all of our, our nonsense. And you should definitely subscribe to it. But as we talk about two birds on a bat, I'm going to go right into my family, my, my birds on the black family. I love my birds on the black family. As good as two birds on the bat is, they don't have anything. And I do love two birds on a bat. It's on my birds on the black family. Look, it, the, the, the little DM message that we have on Twitter that I don't get to read throughout the day other than little clips at launch here and I don't even get they're so brilliant they understand baseball they understand each other they understand keeping it light uh, they're wonderful incredible people and uh, they're they're the best my granddad uh, out of waitress uh, uh, I want to uh, Wildcats 24 put that back up about your granddad what do you think about the bias for Shelby Miller trade first reported by Nob Bitingale in 2015 uh, it's a Nob Bitingale thing Kyle do you like the blues hockey yeah I love blues hockey I love blues hockey. As a matter of fact, you know, we'll do prospects after dark in the offseason. It'll be mostly about what's going on with the Cardinals, but I would imagine we're going to talk about the blues. Did Helsley look good in his rehab in August? No, he struggled. I want to say he pitched three and two-thirds innings, let up two runs, walked three, and struck out four. It was bad, and uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, and it was enough to keep them uh, from, you know, whatever happened afterwards. He didn't recover the way they wanted, and it was enough for him to have his season shut down. Uh, my granddad caught, uh, cussed out a waitress that tried to offer him craft beer one time. What was a craft beer? That's good. Uh, listen to the new one today. Jim Cromer barely let Moe's get a damn word in. How's the Little League team this year? From John Givens. Hey, my buddy John Givens. For those of you who don't know, I coach a Little League baseball team. Season ended in late July. We're not playing fall ball because fall ball is a nightmare and you do doubleheaders on the weekends and it's just too much. Uh, but the Little League team lost in the championship game. Uh, no, wait, wait. We we lost in the championship game and won the consolation bracket. So uh, it was a good year. They're incredible kids. They're 13U now. Uh, I've been coaching this group since they were 10U. I coached some of their older brothers uh, from 11U to 14U. And uh, anyways, like, like coaching Little League Baseball is incredible. I can't explain how amazing and rewarding it is and how exhausting 
It can be, but you know what? The kids make it worth it, and I have an amazing group of parents now that make it even more worth it. And again, John Givens, my buddy John Givens, who I absolutely love from Switch Coffee. Uh, check them out on Etsy. Look, they have an amazing mission statement. Their plan is to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Greg. My buddy Greg Eschelbach says Tyson's mom. There's a story there. Uh, uh, anyways, they have an incredible mission. Once they expand, they're going to... Uh, just go read about it because I'm not going to do it justice, but let's just say that it's a way of getting people, uh, they're hoping to incorporate people that have struggled with maybe the legalities of life, help get a solid footing with Mission St. Louis uh, on, on the ground. And it's an awesome thing, and Switch Coffee is incredible, and my buddy John Givens is as bad of a solid man as you're ever going to find. And then my buddy Greg Eschelbach just needs to watch the damn video. He knows what's going on. Uh, you have to have good parents or it sucks for Mr. Hicks. Good, hair, good parents make the coaching experience. You know, they see a lot of the parents, you know, when I first started doing this, what, I was 24, 23. I, Greg and John, you guys will know. Uh, 23 years old, something like that, 24. And then Greg got sent to Seattle for work, and my buddy John was kind of going back and forth between Arizona a little bit, and then was getting married, and then he had kids and everything. Uh, so I was doing it pretty much by myself. And the parents, I think, realized that, recognized that, and were appreciative of it. Appreciative of it. And uh, I've had, I've, we've had great parents on the Little League team, and you can't do it without great parents. And I think they just appreciate that just some weird avocado reversed avocado shaped head of a, a guy is just trying to be an older brother figure to their kids and uh a positive older brother figure at that who loves baseball and uh so anyways getting away from that can we take a moment to realize how much went wrong in the fact that we still have a chance at 90 wins it's been an amazing season have you all talked about the former cards playing well specifically fam yeah so the three guys right now that are former cardinals that all Cardinals fans want to talk about is Tommy Pham, Tommy Lane, or Tommy Lane, Jesus, Tommy Pham, Luke Voigt, <laughs> oh God, I'm so stupid, and Stephen Piscotty, right? Those three have been incredible over the last month of the season, uh, maybe three of the top 20, 25 hitters in baseball, and it would be really helpful if they were on the Cardinals roster. What I want to say is I'm happy that all three of them are hitting well, and I'm happy that all three of them are having success in other organizations, uh, but... The Cardinals have been fine. So, you know, we'll see. Big fan of those three finding success. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> Pisco is going to find his way back to St. Louis. It could happen, but it won't happen anytime soon. Uh, yeah, okay, so here's where we're at, right? Yo, where... From Joey Bats 92 yo, where them feet at, though? All right, here, I'm going to do it. Feet! Feet! Ugh. God, I can't believe I raised them that high. There's them feats, yo. Uh, if you donate or something, I don't know what uh, what Dennis was talking about on Twitter earlier, uh, but if you donate, I'll send you a picture of them. I'm kind of drunk, but everyone loves Prospects After Dark because Kyle is a good dude with good heart. Hey, thank you, Keeper Dean Roach. You, sir, are a good dude. It was a pleasure meeting you on Friday at, at, uh, at Patios. Uh, you're, you're, it was awesome, man. You have small feet. Fuck you. No, I, my, look, my feet are 11s, motherfucker. I'm just a big dude. Uh, I mean, look, 
I've got a small penis. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, does Joe, uh, does Joe Mart, does J Mart know he doesn't have to swing at every single pitch with the bases loaded? It doesn't seem like it. Uh, and not allowed to coach Little League anymore. No, look, those parents at this point know that there's something completely wrong with me, but I think that they appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, Drake Man says, you know, you get your leg up here, you get your, you get your leg up here, you get it up there, and uh, it's, you're cramping. Not sure why fans are complaining about their success not being with St. Louis. Look, I don't think fans are complaining about their success. I just think when you're, when you're right here on the cusp of the playoffs, you would rather have those players on your team than not have them on your team. So Kyle was K-Dean there when we met. Uh, yeah, that was Kiefer Dean Roach. Uh, Mr. Hicks. Yeah, so whoever said hi, Kyle, uh, hello there. The gentleman who was right next to me on my left as I was staring at you on your right uh, the tall fella with the long, flowing hair and the beard, although his hair was up, uh, that was Keeper Dean Roach. Awesome dude. And I meant to say, hey, there you are. Uh, let's introduce these people. And then I got, uh, I got, me I got messed up. Uh, uh, from Roller Reader said, hi, Kyle. Hey, what's up, Roller Reader? Uh, let's see. Voight doing stuff he's never done before. Again, I feel like we're in the same point with Luke Voigt that we were with Matt Adams last year, right? Where, where he just blows up and then fades and then anything could happen a year from now but it's awesome to see one way or the other so Kyle's kid yeah hold on water uh, pad wild card watch party I would love that I would love that stay tuned for that Patrick B I'm gonna write that down pad WC watch party how about this right now We'll plan on if the Cardinals make it to the wild card, wild card game. We'll do a watch party for anybody who's in the St. Louis area who wants to come up and watch the game. We'll do it. We'll do it somewhere cool. I would love to do that at Graham's house. That's a great Patrick B. You nailed it. I'm watching. Uh, I couldn't interrupt Kyle. He was too. I was too excited to see Mr. Hex. Uh, yeah. So anyways, the only thing about Jim Cromer that you need to know about two birds on a bat is that dude. He's on cocaine. I, look, that's an that's an allegation. Uh, it's not fact, but that dude is on cocaine, and Keeper Dean Roach noticed that right away. That he's intense. That's an intense fella. He loves baseball. He he loves bringing you guys a product. That's for sure. Make it accessible by under twenty one. LOL. Uh, I would never support underage drinking. So with that in mind, yes, if you're under 21, you should be able to drink at the Prospects After Dark Watch Party. I'd rather have you be online like this for those of us who don't live in St. Louis. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Uh, let's see. Cocaine is, a, cocaine is a hell of a drug. I check Fox Sports every night. When is Pad the TV show starting? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Look, send the emails to Fox Sports Network that on Friday nights at 1030, they need to have Prospects After Dark. Uh, and I'll, I won't cuss, I promise. Logan is a really good shortstop. Okay, has Kyle become Graham's stepdad yet? Uh, I'm look. I'm Graham's older brother, one step at a time. I'm sure Graham's parents would love it if we all just showed up there. From Shelton Mysterio, hey Shelton, how are you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I would love to just randomly show up at Graham's. Uh, will you buy a plane ticket for me to go to the party from Drake Man? Uh, sure. I mean, no, absolutely not. I won't. But yeah, sure. Uh, they prefer third parent. Alright, so, look, we are an hour and a half into our little festivities, and we're going strong, but I think we're at the point now where we need to get close to wrapping it up. We have two more shots left, uh, two more drinks left here, so you guys know how this works. Our first drink goes out to everybody at Birds on the Black, from uh, Alex Christofoli to 
to Styles, to, to the lovely and talented Tara Woolman, to Cards Cards, to, to Dennis, uh, to Cards Gifts, and Nicholas Childress, and Ben Cerruti, and Chuck Brownson, and Eric Manning, and Zach Gifford, who is still a part of us, whether he wants to be or not. Uh, they're the best. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Again, stay tuned to the website for Monday, because we're doing Yadier Molina Week. I Not to talk about what anyone else is going to do, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a prospect write-up of Yadier Molina as a 19-year-old. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget that he's Yadier Molina. I'm going to go back. I'm going to read the scouting reports. I'm going to find information, and I'm going to give my write-up on what I would have said about Yadier Molina the year before he entered the majors. Keep a close eye on that. But for everybody at Birds on the Black, who I absolutely love, including especially and mostly Cardinals Gifts, who is the most amazing gentleman who I have the pleasure to talk with on a regular basis, uh, to you, Mr. Arizona Cardinals Gifts, who also just so happened to have gotten me a pre gotten us, I believe, a press pass for all of Arizona Fall League, which hopefully I'll be able to get down there for. Uh, you, sir, are the mensch of all mensches. From Blues Records, where would Gaddy be on the Dirty 35 right now? Well, I'm going to get into that as part of, like, if I was doing the Dirty 35 that year, I'm going to get into that. But he would have been a, he probably would have been a top five prospect and it would have been super interesting. Oh, hey, a steel cup of Joe who used to, look, that little birds on the black cheer we did a second ago, that also goes to SEO cup of Joe who is now part of the athletic, by the way. Look, I know that people are, are on two different sides of the Bernie Nicholas and Mike Sa or Mark Saxon thing. That's whatever. What I know is that you should subscribe to The Athletic for the beautiful gifts by Cardinals Gifts and the amazing words by STL Cup of Joe. Uh, what an awesome dude. What an awesome dude who writes amazing articles. And, uh, you know, it costs a little extra, but if you have a little extra cash, then you should definitely subscribe to The Athletic because the Joe Gifts combo make blogging just the most amazing thing on earth. Uh, let's see. I'm not paying for an article from Herminator 53. Then don't. Then don't. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're missing out on some high quality, uh, not only from like locally SEO Cup of Joe, but uh, some amazing things, especially now that hockey coverage is starting to ramp up. It, it, I'm glad that I subscribe. Uh, and to be honest, I don't really read anybody but Joe and then some other random stuff here and there. Uh, let's see. Prospects After Dark, the chat roulette of Periscope. Tara, I was at work. I'm sorry. Thanks, Kyle. Bernie's fans in the chat say yay, yay, or say nay. No, look, I don't think we're going to have many Bernie fans in this chat. Joe and the others make the athletic worth it. Uh, pretty much the only reason I have an athletic subscription is cards, gifts, and STL Cup of Joe. Yeah, you know, I, I subscribe specifically to The Athletic for STL Cup of Joe. And, you know, I didn't realize... I don't think I realized at the time that Cards Gifts was going to be a part of it. I just thought, look, Joe's writing there. I want to read what Joe has to say. I want to support Joe. So I'm going to subscribe to The Athletic now. Bernie didn't draw me. Mark Saxon didn't draw me. Jeremy Rutherford didn't draw me. It was Joe. And uh, that's that's why I started doing it initially. Kyle, sorry I haven't been in tonight, but I wore my pad shirt all day today. There you go, Anshil. Uh So again, this is as good a time as any as we finish up Prospects After Dark. Uh, our 40th episode, I think, or something like that. We're getting close to 40. Uh, I think I don't still know how Pat is free. Uh, to be honest, I still don't know how Pat is free. It's free because, look, I'm a man of the people. I want people to be happy. And if, if I give an hour and a half of my time once a week to get people involved in a, in a happy, civil conversation, 
then I'm all about it. And you guys are all awesome. And as you know, to all the pad people who make this possible, like who make me want to do it, who get me out of my shell to uh, put my dumb ass in front of a camera and say crazy shit and also try to give good takes, not hot takes about baseball, you guys make it make it worth it. And the people who, uh, who bought Prospects After Dark t-shirts that have been sending me pictures of their Prospect After Dark t-shirts, and even the people who haven't been sending me pictures, look, you guys make this worth it, uh, even more so. And I, look, I can't tell you how awesome. Uh, would you go to a wild card game? Yeah, Colin. Oh, hey, my buddy Colin Gardner. Hey, there's Colin. How are you, man? I love you, buddy. Hopefully I can make a trip. Well, I wish Springfield would have been in the playoffs. It would have been nice to have made a trip down there to visit you. Uh, anyways, uh, going to go order my pad shirt. What color should I get? Uh, so you won't be able to order your pad shirt because a little 10 days have gone, have, have expired. Uh, but if you can track one down on the black market, you should get purple because purple's authentic. Anyways, to my pad people who support this show, uh, <laughs> mine still smelled bad when it was delivered. Yeah, they smelled fucking weird. That teespring, I don't know where they leave their shirts before they're pressed, uh, but it smells like the anus of a giant. Uh, like vinegar, yeah, Keeper Dean Roach, that's exactly what it is. Uh, to all the pad people. And that's it. Look, Cardinals have nine games. Let's get seven wins. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, to everybody, for everybody at Birds on the Black, oh, Mr. Hicks got that badass purple one, and he looked fucking good in it. You look good, Mr. Hicks. Uh, purple suits everyone. I have a theory that you're the human version of a Jim Hayes burner account. <laughs> uh, I love Jim Hayes. Look, I, I am 33% Jim Hayes, 33% Doug Vaughn, 33% Tim McKernan, and 33%, which doesn't equal 100, uh, my older brothers. Uh, cheers for potential October baseball. Yeah. The anus of a giant. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> See you later, Colin. So anyways, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, all of you, for the Hicks family, for everyone involved, uh, again, I listen to a show called uh, 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 The Morning After on 590. I love it. It's incredible. Uh, uh, for the... Everybody at Birds on the Black, I am Kyle Reese. That was Prospects After Dark. Let's, again, seven of the next nine would be incredible. Six of the last nine hopefully get you into the playoffs. And uh, let's go get the Giants. Uh, end with a Chris Farley impersonation. Yes, sir, love pad. Uh, anyways, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, everybody in the Reese family, for my brother Michael, for my brother Scott, for my brother Jim, for old man Reese who's kicking and hanging in there somehow, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, I'm Kyle Reese. This was Prospects After Dark. You guys are substantially better than I could ever imagine being. Uh, again, to Mr. Hicks, I can't tell you how much of a damn pleasure it was to meet you over the weekend. To Kiefer Dean Roach, it was a pleasure to meet you too, sir. You're an incredible man. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I wish I could have had more time to talk to both of you. Uh, but you guys know how we end this. We end this with a simple, you're amazing, and happy hunting. Oh, God, my thing's not going to... It's not going to... Oh, my God.